This episode of No Made Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 formula. 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Visit athleticgreens.com slash no meat to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Happy Equinox, Matt. <laughs> I, wow, I don't even know where, how to begin with that. What? Okay, <laughs> September 21st must have been that, or 27th. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Wednesday. So we're recording on, on the 22nd, which is the first day of fall, I guess, or, or was it Equinox? 23rd. 23rd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think yesterday was the Equinox. I think sometimes it fluctuates between 21 and 22. Okay. Okay, so Pretty tell me sure what Equinox then. means, Doug, and... In planetary terms. Oh, man. Now you're putting me on the spot. I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's the official... Uh, oh, man. I, I don't yeah, know. You're trying, to, you're trying to be like next level cool. You're not saying happy start of fall. You're trying to put it into some sort of planetary thing. So I'm what a, does it... Tell us what it means. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix it up, mix it up so bad that uh, I don't even want to pretend like, uh, like uh, I know. So you tell me. What is the equinox? Is it is it when the planet is directly between its time of being the farthest away and the closest and the, to the yeah, sun? Yeah, so it's the it directly between the longest day and the shortest day, so which would be the right. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay. right? That's what I was gonna say, but I think that's right. Okay. Between the aphelion Passes and the perihelion, the... you know those terms? No, <laughs> I don't. I think the aphelion is when the Earth is furthest away from the sun, and the perihelion is when it is closest to the sun. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, good. Well, now, man, I was just trying to be lighthearted, and you went ahead and made me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I called you out. You were trying you to be me all out. like I scientific. Know, know. Well, the reason I say this because last night I went to an Equinox party. Oh, nice. Which, uh, which was really just an excuse to have like a fire outside and let right. the kids run around. So Oktoberfest uh, beers, I hope. Yeah. Yep. October beers, fall beers. Um, I think there was maybe even some pumpkin beers in, mm-hmm. in the cooler. I don't. I'm. I have a sort of a love-hate pumpkin beer relationship. I've. I love that it is like ushers in fall, and I love it. Suddenly, it's cold. Or even where I am, it was cool this morning. Yeah. Love all that feeling. Football starts. Just fun. I actually bought two little pumpkins at the grocery store the other day for the kids. <laughs> Great. Uh, but I just, I just don't really like pumpkin beer. Like it, it kind of tastes good. It. I don't know. It's. Just I used. Not... To, I used to love the cottonwood. Have you ever had cottonwood pumpkin beer? No. Uh, it, I think it's a North Carolina beer. Uh, when I was in college, we used to get that and think that it was like the best drink ever. But you know, it basically tastes like pumpkin pie. I, I don't think I would ever get through a whole bottle now. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the problem with them. It's like, I don't know. I guess some of them can be done tastefully that where it doesn't taste too much like spice. But I don't think pumpkin really tastes like anything in beer. It's just, I think it's just some sort of, I mean, I don't really know. I think it's some sort of adjunct fermentable now that like, doesn't i don't know it doesn't do anything yeah, maybe it imparts mm. some flavor but i think without all those pumpkin pie spices that i mean that's what you're tasting so it's basically yeah. like a pumpkin spice latte yeah yeah and there's uh, like the uh um, new belgium's pump pumpkin mm-hmm. beer pumpkin yep. beer is that kind of a higher alcohol one or is that yeah it's like nine percent i i like that one um because uh yeah it's just like it's like super boozy and, and feels very fally um, right I think I remember so. having one of those and enjoying it. I used to like the dogfish head one, which I think it was called pumpkin or something like like P U N K. Oh yeah, pumpkin. Pumpkin. I used to yeah. like that one, but it's been. A, I just haven't really been into the pumpkin beers recently. I've bought and been into Oktoberfest beers when this time of year comes around, like actual either German ones or American versions of German Oktoberfest. What's your What's your drink of choice right now? Mm. Your Oktoberfest of choice. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Have one. Last year I bought one from some german brewery and i really liked it and it was like the first time i'd ever done that i just i never used to like lagers at all i would never buy that but uh i don't know it's just good who knows any of the traditional ones i think what i got was like the supposedly the original oktoberfest and does it taste anything like an american oktoberfest or is it yeah uh, yeah more or less it's it's kind of the same okay but they're, they're okay they're good for this time of year i like drinks that are appropriate for the time of year yeah and we used to have like a whole a whole like Christmas series where we 
would drink <laughs> Christmas beers and, yeah. and winter beers, right? Oh, for, yeah, on our, that's right. On our uh, our holiday extravaganza episode, we would each yeah. have, a, have a Christmas beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to bring that tradition back this year. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> also, what I've been doing recently is uh, fairly involved cooking projects. Last weekend, my daughter and I made uh, lasagna bolognese from scratch, which we have I have not done in like 10 years because there weren't enough good fake vegan ingredients to make it worth doing. Uh, but I did it again and used Beyond Sausage. Uh-huh. Which I actually have found is way better than like Beyond Beef for uh, for meat sauces and things like that. It just doesn't have this weird flavor that I think a lot of Beyond Meat does. Um, huh. And I also use, there's a company called Meatless Farm that advertises on the Real Madrid, the soccer games that we watch. So they're in Spain advertising Meatless Farm in English. I don't know why that's the name, but it is. Uh, and... I think that also is, I, I'm not going to say it's better than Beyond Beef, but for me, for putting it into like a sauce, it just doesn't have a strange flavor that it adds. So anyway, I used a combination of those things, um, but we made the pasta from scratch. We made a vegan bechamel using oat milk, which is the first time I've ever used <clears throat> oat milk in my cooking. But okay. uh, my wife told me that it is extra creamy, and that's why people like it in coffees and things like that. So Got to get that for oat milk latte, you know? Right. So I figured for a creamy bechamel that that would be needed. Had to use some vegan margarine uh, in that as well, and some. Did you make the lasagna noodles? Yeah. Oh yeah, we did uh, with our with our pasta machine. So it was an all day affair, and then got to dinner time. My daughter took one bite, and she didn't like it. She didn't. <laughs> 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 did she like making it though, Matt? Yeah, That's she loved making it. I mean, she eventually okay. got tired of it. She eventually started saying she had cooking fever, which I don't. I don't know what that meant, but it meant she was tired of cooking mean? it. I, she was just sitting like in this corner of the room saying she had cooking fever. So I think <laughs> after about three hours, she was kind of done. Uh, but it was still a fun project to do, and she had wanted to do it, so it was nice to do that together. She's really, Wait, she's, she asked for the to make lasagna? Like yeah, I think, which is surprising because she doesn't really like sauces at all. Like She likes food still to be separate. She loves making pasta, but then she just eats the pasta by itself. She like almost never puts it with the sauce we make with it. Or maybe she'll dip it in a little bit, but then just go back to the noodles. Noodles so, and butter, noodles and traditional yeah, yeast. Just, just plain on noodles. Sometimes we can do like the Parmesan sprinkle that we make out of the cashews and nutritional yeast. Yeah. Um, but she just doesn't want much of that. So we're we're trying to get her to do sauces, but she doesn't do much of it. So we sort of knew she might not like this, uh, but she really I don't know where she saw it. We've been watching Top Chef Junior and Top Chef Family and all this, so okay, she's into that. So she, I think she saw someone had made lasagna and she wanted to try it. <laughs> So anyway, it was fun, and uh, I don't know. I just to me, I think fall is a great time for that. And a little nutmeg went into my bechamel, which is uh, yeah, okay. That that was actually fall like. That was the day I bought the pumpkin. So yeah, just good good times. I like I like uh, a Saturday that I spend making a whole meal all day long is always worth it. Yeah, I I cannot think of the last time I did that. <laughs> yeah i know it's <laughs> right you go through periods where you, i go through periods where i don't do it for a while years yeah, yeah. and it has to do with the kids ages yeah did it, it well okay all right well good well that's great that sounds uh it sounds delicious it, it actually was very delicious and to me it didn't take taste fake at all oh i didn't finish i, I used uh because it uses a fairly large amount of what's supposed to be parmesan reggiano cheese but uh and i was kind of nervous about that i thought too much vegan cheese could totally ruin the dish uh, as it often ruins like pizzas and things, but yep. uh, I used about half the amount, and I used Violife. You know Violife? Yes, it's in yep. a lot of Whole Foods, and it's like they make good hard cheeses. So I got a good hard Parmesan type thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was surprisingly successful. I like I said, I had delayed. I thought I might never make one of these again because it was just so many rich and meaty and cheesy and dairy ingredients that I just figured I'm not going to do that ever again. But uh, I feel like things have come far enough that you can do those things now and and really they turn out well you know it sounds delicious honestly it really does my mouth is watering with <laughs> for a lasagna that sounds so good yes uh well good and you got to try out oat milk and i got to try out oat milk which i i poured into the thing and it was good i did not taste any on its own because i have never gotten into plant milks i i don't drink them i used to drink milk fairly often when i was a dairy eater 
back in you know pre 2009. But then when I went vegetarian, I just stopped. Even though I wasn't vegan, I just stopped drinking milk. Uh, so you were when you were in like college, were you drinking a glass of milk? Uh, yeah, I think I would do a glass of milk sometimes. I would more often use milk in like a protein shake or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. but I think I was. I think I drank some milk sometimes. There's a a generational thing that uh, we see with my, our parents. I think where. Uh, well, I don't know about your parents, but my my parents and Katie's parents, where they just drink a lot of milk, like they'll just pour themselves a glass of milk with dinner and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, I don't think I would do that, even if I wasn't vegan. I don't think that I would be drawn to that at all. It, it seems like a kid thing to me, I guess. Um, yeah, it does. My wife, I think, is the same way because she said until maybe after college or whenever she said she was used to just having a glass of milk with dinner. That would be like what you would do. Yeah. Which is weird. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, so like I, I actually used to enjoy the taste of milk before I okay. went vegetarian and I stopped drinking it because it, it seemed like an unhealthy thing even though I hadn't cut out all dairy. It just seemed like milk was unhealthy so I cut it out. Um, and I maybe, I mean I got soy milk definitely the first, I remember still that first like big health food store trip I did once I went vegetarian yep. uh, and got all the stuff. I got soy milk. This was 2009. So it was not probably as good as it is now. Um and I had some, and I just thought it was terrible. It just did not, it was nothing like regular milk, and I'd never drank it. So, and so still, I don't, like, I'll use them in cereals and things like that every now and then. I still don't really like it. I don't know. Some, I just, I just have never gotten over uh, this thing being a substitute for milk. Like, in whatever milk was in my head, like, this, like, the way it would be used. I just, other than, like, in cooking and things where you can't directly taste it, I just don't use the plant milks because they don't taste like it. Yeah, I think that that is that's kind of a big shift, and we're gonna talk about this because we're gonna we're gonna kind of break down an article that we just read. But um, yes. you know, I think from you know, as I I drink milk in in cereal, and sometimes I put it in a smoothie, kind of thicken up a smoothie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a big shift. There was a a big shift on on my end. Again, I wasn't really drinking it at, at, at like dinner, but you know, but using it and cooking a lot more, using it. Uh, certainly in cereal, which was a huge part of my diet for pre-vegan diet. And, um, you know, I think that when you go vegan, and maybe this is not the case for everybody, but at least it was for me, milk just kind of becomes this uh, this liquid that you can use with certain things when you need something that's not water, right? And not right. it's not it's not something you would just pour a glass of milk of or a glass of soy milk to, and to drink it on its own. Yes, and and that actually gets to I think the big problem that I have this article, and I think it's probably the same one you have, um, where it's almost like they're missing the point. Because for me, like milk was like it was tied in with this health story. This was like this wholesome beverage that was going to make you stronger, give you all these good calories. Um, It was just associated with like health and like just being, you know, vital being. having vitality. Um, and like once, once I realized it wasn't that and decided I didn't want it anymore, then these plant milks, all they became was a, a replacement, you know, to like serve whatever purpose milk might've had, like something that would float your cereal in it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they didn't, I, I stopped at that point trying to make the glass of milk or the milk itself be like a nutritional, like, you know, healthy thing that I was trying to put into my body. So the plant milks, I use them because they, they might be convenient in cereal or in cooking or whatever. But like gone for me is that story that even a plant milk is something that like I need to have in my diet to get this wholesome source of calories. Right. And because, you know, I mean, milk does your body good, right? That was what we was ingrained in our in our mm-hmm. minds as, as kids. But really, it's not the milk that does the body good. It's the calcium and then maybe some vitamins and stuff that, you know, are in, are in cow's milk. Um, and you know so it's not it, and if you're getting those sources from or those nutrients from other things right if you're getting them through you know leafy greens or or whatever then you don't need the milk right the milk was just a, an avenue to do that and uh and so when you when you replace um when when you start incorporating a lot of healthier foods that are much more nutrient rich you don't need the milk and you don't have to replace that one for one uh to get the same benefits yes exactly so um, the the article is called "Are Plant Milks Good for You?" It's from the New York Times, and 
the very first line of it, I don't know, Doug, if this is like the name of the column, but in the article that I have that you sent me is it says scam or scam not. Scam or not, yeah. <laughs> is that the column like name? I don't know. That... That's, a, that's a good question. There's, there's no sure. punctuation on it or anything. It's just a weird Yeah, thing. you know, I wonder if this is like a series or something that that's the Don, Don McKean is the author of this article. Yes. And I should point out, like, this is a little bit more like take a step back, but I found the article from uh, Seth Godin, who we talk about a lot, marketing guy who's sort of a mentor of mine, and I'm on his email list. I think you are too. He sent out an article about, it's called Defending Change or the Status Quo. And he linked to this article there. Often he, like, will link to articles to make a point, like, about the point he's trying to make, but he also sort of tries to, not try to, he, he like, he also sort of uh, likes to call out things that he doesn't like. So he um, mentioned that, he said, in this silly article from the Times, the author and their editors are wondering if oat milk and pea milk are a scam. Uh, and what he goes on to say is like how, I mean, hit, the point of his article is <clears throat> there are a lot of these arguments about the status quo versus the new thing. And it's very easy if you like one or the other, or if you're the type of person who likes status quos in general, or the type of the person who likes new things, it's very easy to ignore the benefits of the the other one uh and just you know like like if you're a status quo defender it's very easy to like just you know highlight the risks of this new thing and talk about the change just take the the current thing as a given um and his point is like that it's not always easy to decide but what he says is you should often do is try to take the reverse so instead of this article saying that that i mean like it takes cow milk as the given and then proposes all these or talks about all these new alternatives and you know, kind of says why they're good and why they're bad. But he says, like, a mat- the, the way to make smart decisions or smart evaluations is to, like, imagine in this case, like, imagine that the vegetable milks, the plant milks, were the, the incumbents, and we and someone was proposing this cow milk that we <laughs> do this. And he was like, and he said something like, you know, like the idea that you're going to do this to cows to get the milk, and you're going to treat them that way. <laughs> and, like, we're going to go from these plant sources to like taking the milk of another animal and putting it like and he doesn't get into all these things obviously he gets into just the, the horrific conditions around the cow milk but he says if you like and, and then the environmental impact of it um and the fact that so and many people have have dairy intolerances like it, it's very hard to imagine this article working if if it was the other way around right like you wouldn't even It'd be, be a clear winner that plant milk was the right you wouldn't even be considering the cow milk uh, it it would take this whole system and this whole propaganda machine to like make that cow milk a good a good bet. So anyway, I don't want us to be the vegans reading the non-vegan article and and <laughs> just like poking all these holes and saying, well, you know how, how stupid they're being because they're not. But I don't know. So let's. I just want to go through some of it, and we'll talk about what we like and don't like. But uh, yeah. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the vegan who just says it's all wrong because it's not, it's not a vegan article. <laughs> well, you know, there are some good points around uh, the different types of milk and the variances in the different types of plant milks. Because that is, you know, that is a fairly new thing, really. Since I've been vegan for sure, but maybe even in the last couple of years, when you walk into the milk aisle of a grocery store, the cow milk is maybe a quarter of the of the aisle like now mm. the vast majority of it is plant milks and because you have so many different kinds and you have you know different varieties of of soy milk you know different different brand names but then also vanilla and sweetened and unsweetened and and then you have uh you know five other different types of milks and it really takes up way more space than the actual cow milk does which basically you just have the no fat one percent two percent and whole milk mm-hmm. and um and, you know, I, I do think that that is interesting. So, you know, when as someone who is looking at the different plant milks, trying to decide which one is for you, you know, I think that there is some research that should go into that because they're not all created equal. I mean, they're not they're not all the same. They don't have the same health benefits or health non-benefits. <laughs> right. So I, from my point of view, like, I think I, I really have trouble reading this article and, like, even putting myself in the place of someone who would benefit from it. Because like I said, I just so don't... we're going to commit a whole episode to talking about it. <laughs> I just don't get, like... I, when I think about buying plant milks, I want to get the one that's going to, like, do the job I want it to do. 
Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not like I'm choosing a vitamin and like this is the thing that I'm going to be relying. It's like I'm not going to drink uh-huh. glasses of this. It's just it's just a thing you use every now and then. Right. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe that's not how these are marketed. Maybe maybe plant milk marketers are wanting people to drink them as glasses and, and they're marketing them as really healthy things that the way, you know, the, the cow milk industry always did and always still does. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's them who's, who, or they who are at fault or they, not, not really fault, but like they who have created this idea that these products are nutrition. Well, sources I think, no, rather than just, I, no I, I don't think it's them as much as, I mean, you know, I, you got to take a step back here. You're um, what? Eight years vegan? Seven years vegan? Ten years vegan? Uh, ten oh. years vegan. Over ten. Ten years vegan. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! I don't know Thank if we you. celebrated that. No, I didn't even know. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Um, you're ten years vegan, right? And your perspective uh, on milk is probably very different than someone who is maybe just slightly <laughs> lactose intolerant or just trying to cut back a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. But maybe True. is isn't fully vegan or isn't plant based, and is walk, looking at that aisle and thinking, you know, maybe today, just like we just like we hope that people will do with Beyond Meat, you know, say like, oh, maybe today I'll get a Beyond Burger instead of a meat burger. Maybe mm-hmm. today I'll get a plant milk instead of a, a regular milk. And I, you know, I think that if if you're coming in it from that perspective, then like, yeah, people still probably are going to drink a glass of soy milk or mm-hmm. something like that, or or are looking for something that is replacing what they have in their mind that the cow milk uh, provides to them. Yes. And so that those last people part. people probably aren't listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But that last part is, is I think, is really who the article is aimed at. It's, it's because the first line of the article is, after scam or not, is, is answering the question, are plant milks good for you, which is the title. And the, uh-huh. it says they can be, but in most cases they should not be considered a nutritional substitute for dairy. And then the whole article basically goes on to prove that point. Yeah, right. And like for me, and, and I hope most people are reading it. I don't. I guess not. Like, I I don't have any problem with that first line. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, that's right. They're not. They're not supposed to be that. Yeah. And exactly. and dairy isn't even. To, and this is, I guess, more of a jump. But like, I don't even think dairy is a nutritional food. Like, I I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> right. want that. I wouldn't uh-huh. want to have a substitute for that because it's uh-huh. it's not good. So anyway, so that made the article strange for me. Um, uh, no, I, I can I completely agree. So anyway, um, it, it goes on, and, and they they make a few good points. And I think to, honestly, if I was picking out a and when I when I have occasionally picked out plant milks for whatever I'm using them for, the big thing I look at is the sugar number, because yeah. the sugar in, in in almond milk or oat milk and all that I think almost universally is added sugar. It's not there's none that is that is generally present in those things by mm-hmm. themselves. Is that is that accurate? Uh, I mean, maybe there's small amounts no, in, I, in rice milk or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say entirely, but but you're. I mean, you're definitely right. Because if you look at the uh, unsweetened version, because they basically always have an unsweetened version than like the original, which is their right go-to or whatever. And and uh, the original has you know sometimes 16 grams of sugar, and the unsweetened might have one or something like that. You know, so I think right. that probably that other 15 grams and maybe even that one is uh, is added in. And the sure. article doesn't ever say, I mean, because because dairy has a fair amount of sugar in it, they they spin that as a kind of a good thing. They say this the lactose is uh, I don't think yeah, slow, yeah, slower digesting like, or something like that. Uh-huh. But they never say that uh, you know dairy doesn't come in unsweetened versions with no sugar at all in it, whereas almond milk actually does, and and so do some others. You can get those with without any of that sugar. Right. And they don't point that one out. But uh, I, to me, that's like if I'm buying. Plant milk, almost always I'm getting the unsweetened version. Uh, I do occasionally get the sweetened for something, like with the oat milk. Like I knew it was going to be sweet because I was trying to literally replace the taste of cow's milk as much as possible. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I did. But yeah, so the sugar is something to look out for. I would, uh, like, you know, if you're buying a plant milk, if there's any truth to this argument that somehow lactose is better because it's, a, a, you know, a sugar that's part of the food uh, rather than one that's added into it, then... Um, you know, whether that's true or not, when you are picking out a plant milk, you are picking out a milk that has sugar that has been added to it. So, to me, you want to minimize that number. Like that's 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 yeah. pretty much the only thing I would look at. I don't really care about which vitamins it's fortified with, um, mm-hmm. because like certainly to me, you don't need to replicate the vitamin uh, profile. Of, of, yeah. of, uh-huh. Like I don't know. Like our our diet, as you kind of said, like provides plenty of vitamins and minerals and things because we eat lots of fresh you know, fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and, and grains and beans. Uh, 
So I'm not worried about those things. And, and those that I don't get, and this is why we made the complement product, right? We made it something because we don't want to get all those other vitamins in there. And so right. for me, the same goes with, with foods. I'm not trying to get vitamins that are added into my foods because um, I'm getting them fine from the foods that, that have them naturally in them. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, I will say, so there is kind of one exception. When, when Eliza was transitioning out of breastfeeding, when she was like a year, a little year and a half or whatever, and we or we we she never did formula or anything like that. She just did breast milk. And then as a year, she was obviously eating some solids too. Um, but she was drinking less, less breast milk and we, but it was like a soothing type thing for her and, uh, especially at night. And so we were trying to minimize um that you know so that katie didn't have to be around all the time to um you know to to get her to go to sleep and so uh we started i started feeding her or trying out some different plant milks um and for that in that case i was actually really looking at the nutritional profile and especially the protein because it just seemed like a good opportunity for her to get extra protein Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, most of the plant milks, you know, don't have very much protein at all. You, you think soy and you think almond and you think, uh, these foods that have these nuts that have a lot of, you, you that are protein heavy, right? You, I mean, you think of having handfuls of almond as a good protein source, right? But there's hardly any protein in, in almond milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exception is, uh, is pea milk, or at least that's what I found. Uh, we, we used to get ripple, which was mm-hmm. like a... But unsweetened, you know, had like eight or nine grams of sugar. I'm, I'm sorry, of a, a protein, minimal sugar. If you got the unsweetened kind, and I don't, I don't even remember what kind of other vitamins and minerals. I, I think have, Ripple but... is actually fortified with uh, omega threes as well, with at least ALA. Oh. I'm not sure about the AGA and EPA. I don't think so, but perhaps, uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. So we used to give her glasses or like bottles of of milk of Ripple. At night, and that was the one time when I would go in and look at the, at the, the nutrient profile. The, you know, other than that, it's really about like which uh, which plant milk is going to better serve my need. You know, you think mm-hmm. oat milk for if I'm looking for a creamer type thing, or for lattes, we get that uh, if we're making home lattes. Um, and then other than that, it's uh, it's usually soy milk. It used to be almond milk, but as is pointed out in the article, um, almonds take an enormous amount of of water to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and a lot of them come from California, which is in a, historically been a, a drought state. So, um, we have kind of switched from almond to, to the soy. Um, before we move on from, from the baby topic, uh, uh-huh. just to, for, for liability reasons, I must ask if when you saw, when you were looking at those nutritional labels, did you see the fine print that says this is not to be used as a substitute for human breast milk? <laughs> I think that's on almost all of the... Yeah, products. okay. So it wasn't really a substitute for human breast milk, right? I mean, like, we, she wasn't, like, three months old, and we were stopping breastfeeding and trying to replace yes. that instead of a formula using breast milk. It was more like, we need something kind of fatty and uh, and milk-ish. <laughs> like a substitute, okay. Like a substitute. <laughs> To help her calm, we'd like warm it up a little bit, you know. Okay, you're right. That's not a good idea, but we weren't worried about her nutritional needs. Like, okay. right? I think that's getting... that's a safer thing to say. Let's say that you were not doing this as a nutritional substitute. You were look, doing this as a wean off substitute yeah. thing that would trick her mentally to think she was drinking milk. Exactly. Knowing that the nutrition was not going to be there. That was because no one's arguing that for babies, we need something like human breast milk. Yeah. Right. Like, and and many babies get by with cow's milk or cow's milk formula because it's while pretty different from human breast milk not all that different from human breast milk so so it works these plant milks don't work for that and we no. should point yeah, yeah. that out if I, I appreciate i appreciate you pointing that out because <laughs> it, again it wasn't at all a nutri- nutrition substitute she was still breastfeeding and it's just we were right. really trying to wean her off at night yeah. uh, and having it being a thing at night good um how loud and annoying do you think our listeners are right now of that that uh, mowing in the background can you hear that in my oh in my... you know what when i turn your volume up i could but not okay not well i apologize as soon as there's nothing i can do about it my neighbor's <laughs> mowing with apparently a, an exceptionally loud lawnmower um so we do want to get into a couple things uh more things about this article and, and other things so but why don't we pause for a second to thank our sponsor okay 
This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 daily nutritional beverage everyone is raving about. Matt, and you can probably hear it. I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of congestion, a little cold. You know, mm-hmm. kids back in school, colds going around. Thankfully, it's not COVID. We all got tested, so she could go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I uh, I've been drinking Athletic Greens in the morning as a way to get a boost of healthy healthy foods, an extra little scoop of of good stuff. One just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains seventy five vitamins, minerals. And whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more, that all work together to increase energy and focus, aid digestion, and support that healthy immune system that I need so much. Are you? Uh, is Eliza also drinking the Athletic Greens? <laughs> it's a it's a substitute for uh, breast milk. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Probably shouldn't put that there. But <laughs> no, no, uh, no, she's not. Uh, but but I am, and that's the important part, right? That I'm healthy. At, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Oh, we went off the rails there. Um, <laughs> while most nutritional nutritional products come to the market and stay stagnant, AG1 continues to obsessively improve their one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 improvements over just the last decade and counting. They invest in the most absorbable and natural sources of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality ingredients. And right now, Athletic Greens has got you for year-round immune support by offering this audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1 with your first purchase. When you go to the link today, visit athleticgreens.com slash no meat and join the health experts, athletes, and health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash no meat to get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. All right. Back to, back to plant milk. You know yes. what, you know, what kind of made me like the most annoyed about this whole article. What? That they, the, the like defender of the cow's milk that they quote is not a nutritionist. It's a, it's a, um, a rep from like the agriculture Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion. Yeah, the Department of Agriculture's Center for Nutrition Policy and Promotion. Yeah, that is strange. Why would they yeah. do that? I mean, isn't isn't the New York Times kind of progressive and? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they paid off for this scam or not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder. Who who knows? Maybe uh-huh. that's why this column exists. It's like it's, they they it's a special advertising section called Scam or Not that people who are defending the status quo like to paid for examinations yeah could be um okay so one more huge thing missing here and like this is this of course I and mean, this is what you get with with mainstream things and of course i guess i'm appreciative that that they are highlighting plant milks because right some people will read this article and say hey now i can try plant milk like i'm gonna go try that so that's in many ways that's a good thing mm-hmm. um but like I mean, they talk about protein in milk as if that's, like, a good thing when the protein in milk is the reason a lot of people don't drink cow's milk because they are afraid of the casein and and whey that are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, look at the China study, look at forks over knives, and you'll get a small sense of what this is about. Um, those, things, those things are linked, in the China study at least, uh, to cancer, uh, and in general, animal protein, you know, thought to be not really that great of a thing. Um, so it's it's just interesting when, when when they make arguments that like, yeah, but but cow's milk has more protein than this, so it's good when that is the very thing that we don't that we mostly right. don't want from the cow's milk. Uh, so again, that makes it sort of hard to like look at the article the way I guess it's intended to be looked at. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you I think you called it out perfectly when you said. This is coming from the perception or the mindset that that cow's milk is like a nutrient, like a positive, a, nu- a positive right. nutritional source, right? And nutrient source, and uh, and we just don't believe that. We just don't. We just don't believe that. Right. Exactly. But I, I guess a lot of people do. You know, they have a good marketing campaign. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's what they have going for them. Is the fact <laughs> that they've had a hundred year <laughs> marketing campaign. 
Uh, all right, let's get into some of the milks. I mean, they do say true things about the milk, so and yeah. that could help someone who's trying to decide, even if it's not about should I have cow's milk or this, but rather, rather which of these should I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's uh, let's look quickly at them. Almond milk, as you said, Doug, has almost no protein in it. Um, and so here's here's a place where the protein might be a good thing. It's people like cow's milk, especially chocolate milk, uh, long been thought of by runners, or maybe the marketing machine had done this, <laughs> but is thought as like the perfect post-workout meal. Um, it has this carbohydrate to protein ratio. So if you're looking for that and you're trying to, you know, you're going to be putting whatever into your almond milk, uh, that would add sugar probably to to get the amount of carbohydrates that that something like mm-hmm. chocolate milk has. Um, maybe you're just adding chocolate syrup, or maybe you're buying chocolate almond milk. You're probably not going to have enough protein in here to hit that ratio. Uh, so it's it's no longer the po- perfect workout food. Not that it really ever was, but uh, yeah. So almond milk, like you said, not going to have much protein. To me, I, I you said the soy doesn't. Doug, I always thought soy milk did have a decent amount of protein in it. Maybe not as much as actual cow's milk. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, this says it has six grams. So, yeah. That's, that's but almond milk, definitely not. One gram, it says, compared with eight grams present in whole milk. Uh, so here's here's something about the protein that I hadn't really thought about until right now. Okay. Is, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your breakfast is cereal, right, let's say um, your breakfast is a cup of, uh, I don't know, what's a good cereal? Cookie crisp. Cup. Cookie crisp. <laughs> no, 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 not 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 some kid cereal like uh, I don't know Akashi or something like that. that um, okay, <clears throat> Akashi, and then you put the milk in there, and uh, the milk adds protein to what is basically just sugar and carbs, right? Mm-hmm. So to have a little bit more of a well-rounded breakfast with a little bit of protein in there, the milk is adding that protein. That's that's not a bad thing. That'll maybe keep you full a little bit longer, right? I, I mean, if if you like having cancer causing milk protein in your no, cereal no, no. Then sure. <laughs> yeah. but what i'm saying is like if you then replace it with a with a plant milk that has you know one gram of protein then you're not getting that protein in the morning that you might have been getting uh, okay true true fact <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right i don't know I was, maybe that's a stretch but... all right um <laughs> You know, nothing to do with that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, which is why maybe this was not the best article for us to pick because we're just not we're just picking the Brian. target audience. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's just hard to even relate. But, okay. So let's help people pick a plant milk. Okay, let's article. do it. All right. Okay. Almond milk. Almond milk. I don't, I don't like the taste of almond milk. That's one of my cons. Okay. They don't say that in the in the article. They don't mention taste. Well, really. they, mention, they mention nutty flavor. Oh, do I they? don't mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't mind the... F- taste of almond milk in fact I, I think i prefer it yeah i don't it has something about it is a little off-putting for me mm-hmm. uh but it's fine and I, that's what i typically will use in cereal if i eat cereal which is not very often but sometimes go through a little kick uh they point out that one cup of unsweetened almond milk has just 37 calories about a quarter of the amount in whole milk and 96 percent less saturated fat which is a massive amount of less saturated fat so that's a great mm-hmm. thing um but it is no match for cow's milk in terms of protein it has just one gram compared to the eight grams present in whole milk. Uh, All right. So let, let's let's stop with the cow milk comparison. I agree. Okay. Let's help. Let's 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 I was help reading, people. I was just reading the article. I know. I know. All yeah, right. So, so almond milk pros, uh, low saturated fat. I guess right. Almond milk. Almond milk. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are all going to have low saturated fat. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Except for coconut milk, that won't. Uh-huh. But yeah. So pros. Uh, yeah. Nutty flavor, low saturated fat. I mean, low calories in general because there's not. It's mostly yeah, yeah. water. Right, doesn't right. have a lot of fat, doesn't have a lot of protein. Uh-huh. Pretty much water that is white and flavored like almonds. Uh huh. The cons are definitely uh, in this article they put it out, and, and but this is something I've, I think I've mentioned several times on the podcast, including a few minutes ago. <laughs> uh, Sixteen almonds takes fifteen gallons of water to produce, so they're very a water heavy uh, plant or nut. Yes. Okay. Oat milk. Oh, another another con for almond milk. Even uh, is that it doesn't it doesn't uh, froth very well. Yeah, that's right. It does not froth well. Hmm. All right, oat milk. Um, sales of this thick, creamy drink increased by 182 percent last year, well, according to Spins, which is the marketing people they use to do the article. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the, the milk industry hired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so as we said with with oat milk, this is what I this is my choice for lasagna bolognese. Not that I've compared it to others, but it was it was my choice. I chose it because I've heard from my wife that it's very creamy flavor. Um, uh-huh. Oatly is a popular brand. Little saturated fat again, fewer calories, slightly fewer calories. So this is more calorically dense. So I guess if you're trying to find a post workout milk, uh, this wouldn't be a horrible uh-huh. choice because it does pack some calories. Three grams of protein compared to, uh, I think it was eight from. Okay, we're not comparing to whole milk anymore. Uh, seven grams of added sugars. Plain milk has none. <laughs> oh my god! That's true. That is true. It's it doesn't not, mean it has doesn't no have, sugar in it. Right, has no added sugars. Um, all right, and there's fiber. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of fiber. You know, all right. So pros of of almond or of oat milk froths really well. It is the uh, trendy hipster milk at the at the moment. You're gonna mm-hmm. find it at all your your hipster uh, coffee shops. And uh, you're even gonna find it in like I've, I've noticed a couple breweries are like doing uh, milk oat stouts beer? with uh, with oat beer. With oat really, milk. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. So that's very interesting to me because oat milk. I know. I mean, I know they use oats in things like I think there are oat stouts, right? And oat oat mm-hmm. uh, something like. Sorry, I just I know there's some sort of beer that has oats in it. And I can't remember what it was, but it doesn't matter, I guess. Um, the point I'm trying to make is lactose is is not fermentable. It's a sugar that does not ferment. So that's why milk stouts have this extra sweet taste to them. Mm. So they're not they can't be replacing it like that in these stouts. Mm. But I think they're using mm. oats. I think oats provide a sort of a smooth texture okay. of a beer. I don't know how it works, but I've seen it. I've seen it promoted twice now. Okay. So, so they're trying to do something like that. Yes. You know the the con of oat milk for me is that like if you drink it on its own, it tastes terrible. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. I, it's not for me. Okay, good. Uh, I'll take another con to this whole process we're doing. The other article that we were talking about doing was was basically <laughs> like holistic whole food nutrition versus uh, kind of I think nutritionism slash reductionism, uh-huh. where like you value you you talk about the the benefits of a food by what are the vitamins in it and the fiber in it, and then that's the easy kind of path to go down to eventually making uh, Soylent, where you just combine these these lab-created vitamins into what is supposedly the perfect food. Um, like, we're going through this, and we're saying, or the article really is, we're reading what it says, uh, you know, this thing has some extra fiber in it, or this thing is has a little more vitamin B in it, and this, and I, I just think that is, like, not a helpful way to look at food. Like it just doesn't, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't, I mean, I don't know. To me, I would say, like, which of these keeps most intact the thing that it is made from? Like, mm-hmm. which has the most of that ending up in it? Probably the one that has the most fiber might end up being the one that has the most of the actual mm. particles of the food in it. Um, like, that's how I would pick a nut milk based on, or a plant milk based on health. Um, but then since we don't, since we, I don't know, since none of them are really the whole food, it just becomes which one is, like, good and useful and doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. But yeah. I don't know. That's not helpful either. <laughs> so basically this whole episode is kind of uh yeah. watch if you made it this far into it then uh, uh you know i'm grateful yeah, for you we'll, finish. we'll see it out okay all right uh soy milk soy milk all right um it has a lot more calories 105 calories well that's a lot more but it's not more than the um than the oat oat had 120 oats the oh, calorie oh, milk okay but soy definitely more than almond like two or three times as much as almond milk uh, this is the and, protein one. Like we said, they have six grams compared to, well, not compared, six grams of, of, of yep. protein. Uh, not much saturated fat again. Uh, okay. Potassium. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, okay. The Dr. David Ludwig, endocrinologist and obesity researcher at Boston Children's Hospital says, if you're looking for more of a nutritionally, nutritionally balanced milk substitute, then pea and soy are going to be the best. There you go. Thank you, Dr. David. But the obligatory concern yeah. about soy being having you know, estrogen-mimicking compounds. Yeah. Yep. Isoflavones. Uh, man boobs are mentioned, I think, in the article at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, they no. didn't. I, you know, I can't believe they even put that in there. Like, it's just, like that just kind of shows you the, where this article is coming from. They do say there's not enough data to prove any harm or benefit. And honestly, that's, a, that's way better than, than most of these sort of mainstream treatments of soy are mm. they usually just say that there are concerns about estrogen mimicking compounds and they'll 
leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but they do responsibly say here there is not enough data to prove any harm or benefit. Uh, good to hear. So soy milk is, to me, pretty viable. Good one? Yep. Uh, I think the man boobs actually case did come from soy milk consumption. That was the, the two oh, really? people who've had that happen. Maybe it was one. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> drank a huge, obscene amount of soy milk for like two months in a row, like several cartons of it uh, every day. And that's that. That's part of a study, or was he just no? Like it's just some with... some anecdotal story. Maybe he was studied, but Dr. Furman wrote about him in this situation. Uh, okay. So anyway, I guess that that is the way to get that if you want. Uh, <laughs> all right, on to coconut right. milk. Coconut milk. You know what? I got a question for you. Okay. Because I don't I don't actually know the answer to this. Okay. Because I, I don't think I've ever purchased a jug of coconut milk. What's the difference between the coconut milk you get in a carton versus the coconut milk you get in a can. Right. There's a huge difference. Uh, and it, they, they, they're both called coconut milk, which is strange. It, one should not be. One should be called something different. Uh, there's like cream of coconut, but that's not... that. I don't believe that is the same as coconut milk. Um, the coconut milk has... Sorry, the coconut milk in a can has way more solids in it. Like half of the yeah. can is this... Like solid thick. shortening uh-huh. type material that is the saturated fat basically of the coconut milk uh or of the coconut um i have no idea about the process but i my guess is that they are somehow pressing the oil out of the coconut meat before they then do the same process as they do with almonds to make almond milk okay that's my guess but i don't really know for sure with in the in the jug or in the can in the jug in the so, like, so like they're, I think they're taking a more or less dry coconut meat the same way that almonds are kind of dry uh-huh. uh, and, and putting it in water and then blending it all together and then straining out the, the okay. solids. Uh, with coconut milk in the can, obviously much, much more saturated fat and fat makes it into that can. Uh-huh. And I think that is... Actually, I don't know, because that's not really... really... I guess it's solids. I don't know. Don't know the difference, but the one in the can obviously um has much more of the whole coconut in it which is all the fat yeah and which makes certain sauces so oh delicious delicious. yes so (laughs) coconut milk uh yeah has half as many calories as whole milk uh so right there you know that a lot of that fat is not making it in Uh, it does Mm -hmm. have five grams of saturated fats about the same amount as whole milk um with no healthy unsaturated fat uh yeah, I don't know. Coconut milk in in the box or whatever has never appealed to me. I've had it once or twice, and it just never never seemed good at all. Hmm. But I don't know what the proper use of it is. I don't know what what. I guess they have they have it at like uh, wasn't Starbucks having coconut milk for a while? Like in their flat white lattes, you could get a coconut milk one. Yeah, I don't know. All right, two more milks. Then we can be done with this terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh pea milk sometimes called plant protein milk i've never heard that one before uh made from yellow swip, split peas uh i don't know I, i've never heard of pea milk honestly <laughs> um have you so well pea milk i mean ripple right that's pea milk oh that is okay yeah so uh that's the only time i've heard of it again we're used was using it because of its high protein content as a way to give a little bit of boost to to mm-hmm. Eliza, but uh, yeah, that's about it. Rice milk, you know what rice milk makes me think of? What milk uh, on a non-refrigerated aisle in the grocery store? Mm. Yeah, you know, there's like little cartons that you yeah, know, that right. don't expire. I don't know why, but rice milk, milk makes. I know you can get soy milk and almond milk now, and all kinds of things. In fact, you know, during the big uh, <clears throat> grocery rush of 2020. Mm-hmm. Pre or early pandemic, we stocked up on a bunch of of soy milk, mm. unrefrigerated soy milk. Okay, uh, but rice milk makes me think of that for some reason. I don't even, like. Does anyone actually drink it? I guess so. They say this is these are the five that are most common. Yeah, uh, I don't recall ever having had rice milk, but I have definitely seen it in those aisles. It's funny though. Like Doug, I this just shows you how little I get these milks. I think of all these milks as being in that warm aisle. Uh, in little rectangular boxes, but I guess that's really? not the, not really the modern way to think about 
plant milks, is it? No, no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, they probably all are available in those little boxes. Yeah. But. Hemp milk is not on here, and that's one that I also used to get in those little boxes and also didn't like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Well, there you have it. Milk. <laughs> plant milk. <laughs> there you go. Drink uh, it if you want to. Don't drink it if you don't want to. Yeah. But it's but I th- I mean the big point and the reason this whole episode didn't really work is I think because I mean certainly you and me and I think most people listening to this they're they're just not they don't think of cow's milk as a healthy beverage and therefore they're not trying to replace that health in their diet when they stop drinking cow's milk for whatever reason yeah. uh, or find some healthier alternative to cow's milk I guess I guess in some way you might be finding a healthier alternative to cow's milk but the the very removal of the cow's milk to me is the healthy decision and then whether you put in even if you put water in as long if, as long as whatever you're putting in does the job you want it to do whether that's floating your cereal providing some special taste to your bechamel sauce like the decision of what to replace the cow's milk with for me is entirely not about the health it's just about like how do we get that function of milk in because any of these is going to be so much healthier than that yeah. uh none of them a nutritional substitute for that because that's not what we're trying to do so there we have it. There you have it. That's uh, that's the article. If you want to go check it out, it's on the New York Times. It's called um, "Are Plant Milks Good for You?" And I just saw at the bottom. This is an even funnier title. Um, that it originally ran in the New York, pa- uh, in the paper, as with the headline. Do you really want to milk a plant? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, that, that, is, that is silly. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> there you go. Yes. You know, so we we were trying this as a way because uh, we, we thought it'd be fun to find some articles that um, were interesting and kind of talk about them and share our, our reflections on them. I think that we might have missed the mark a little bit on the article that we chose, um, but I, I still think it's a decent idea if we, uh, if we can pull it off a little bit better next time. Yeah, I think so too. I think... We should have known that when Seth said this is in this silly article from the Times, for some reason I saw that and I thought, oh, that'd be a good one for us to do because it's silly and we can joke about it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening and seeking it out. Hope <laughs> you you know, can help choose a plant milk. When you're 385 episodes into a podcast, sometimes they're this. <laughs> That's right. No, I don't know. Right. Hey, this is fun. Yeah. No, it's good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Bye.